The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find where Welcome to the last episode of Influencer SEO Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And this week, we've been publishing episodes every day talking about how to think about leveraging influencer marketing strategies to improve your SEO performance. Joining us for Influencer SEO Week is Joe Sinkwitz, who is the co-founder and CEO of Intellifluence, which is a simple yet powerful marketing platform that helps brands partner with key influencers to achieve better results. And so far this week, Joe and I have talked about how SEO and influencers can work together, where to find the right influencers, how to work with them, and how to measure the impact they have on your business. And today, we're going to wrap up the conversation by talking about how to scale an SEO-centric influencer program. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's the last installment of Influencer SEO Week with Joe Sinkowitz from Intellifluence. Joe, happy Friday and welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. It's fun to be here, man. Glad to hear it. <laughs> Say that one more time. Sound a little drab. <laughs> it's fun to be here. <laughs> no, it's great to be back. It's great to be back. Joe, you crack me up every time. I'm having a blast this week. Look, we talked about all the value that you can gain from an influencer marketing program and how it can serve as not only a link building exercise, it can help you build your brand's awareness, drive some direct response traffic, and you can work with the macro influencers or the micro influencers, a couple different ways to skin a cat and a couple different ways to measure your influencer marketing campaigns. Let's make a big assumption here. Let's say I'm running an influencer marketing campaign specifically to try to improve my linking profile. And I've run a small campaign, a couple of micro-influencers, and I'm seeing some success. 
how do I think about scaling my influencer program, keeping it relevant, but also making sure that I get more value? It's a good question. And there's a lot of it depends associated with that. Now, if if you're just dealing with a singular source where you're getting these influencers, just like one network, then what you're hoping for is to find a lot more influencers exactly like the ones you already found and just pitching them and going through the same exact process. That would be ideal. And we don't live in an ideal world. So at some point in time, you're going to start to exhaust the supply. Now, what you could do is you could try to take the persona of those people that worked out really well for you and then try to recruit some yourself outside the network. You could start joining multiple networks to see if they have people that are similar. It really ends up being kind of that simple. Scale is one of those tough things, especially when you're dealing with a supply problem. Because once you're out of the supply, then you're having to kind of extend it a little bit. Now you're no longer quite as relevant. Now you're talking about tangential. Now you're talking about, well, hey, I want you to take this blog post, Mr. Person that's not related whatsoever, and then talk about that blog post, linking back to me, but within your own experiences within your niche. It gets messy. I'll go back to the case study of, let's say I'm trying to build links for the MarTech podcast. And I've worked with all of the marketers. And now I'm going to try to expand to the technologists, right? Mm -hmm. Eventually, I move beyond that. And I'm probably not going to be very relevant if I'm starting to reach out to dentists and lawyers who are influencers, right? They're just not relevant to the brand. I get that there's that part of the problem where, hey, look, there's only so much you can do with scale. And if the influencers aren't there, you can't necessarily make them. On the flip side... There is a component of scale I want to talk about. Let's say that we have a fair amount of marketers that we can reach out to. There's a lot of people on LinkedIn that are known as marketers that have LinkedIn following. Mm -hmm. They could be micro-influencers. Let's say the supply is not the problem. But actually working to scale up the relationship is. right. Getting in contact with not just tens of influencers, maybe not even hundreds, but thousands of influencers... How do you manage an influencer marketing program that's that big without it just getting totally off the rails? I think it definitely can get off the rails extremely fast. And I've done it multiple times and that does get off the rails. If you're going outside of your fixed process, you need to expect that the process is going to break down. So for the example of LinkedIn, I might start using Scrap, S-K-R-A-P-P dot I-O. It's a tool that you go... LinkedIn won't like this. But it's a tool that you can go to LinkedIn and you can grab probable email addresses for it. And you're pulling them all down. I'll use that as an example. You could do similar types of tools for different networks to get contact information. Then the big thing that you now run into is you're exiting this whole warm, safe, happy approach and you're moving into cold which has some downsides to it. But I talked about Pitchbox in a previous episode. I might take all these emails that I'm grabbing out of Scrap. I'm going to have to verify them first. There's a couple ways to do it. You can go through Clearbit. A cheap and easy way to do it that a lot of people don't do is you could plug an email address into Have I Been Pwned to see if it's been compromised. A fun fact, almost all emails have been compromised. So if it's an incorrect formatted email it might not show up in that database. And therefore, you can probably discard it. We also use some Python scripting to see whether or not MX records exist and whatnot. So you have a list of emails. You believe them to be relevant to your target 
because now you think that supply is not going to be an issue. You're going to go through the pitch box and you're going to have to be a lot more patient because it's not just going to be that initial, hey, here's how much money and here's what I want you to do. You have to go through the song and dance of, you know, I found this. This is what you did right. This is what you did right. This is what you did right. It doesn't scale great because you're having to provide a lot of examples to really hyper-personalize the outreach. And you're having to do follow-ups, but then you're also having to balance that with not following up so frequently that you're a pest and you get the spam button and you get the unsubscribe. But you have to follow up frequently enough to where they don't forget about you if they're even remotely interested. From there, it's just a sales game. It's just you're dealing with the typical sales funnel of you have the prospects at the top. Once you have replies or you know any denotion of interest, they're now in the possible buyers. And then whether or not you can close them, yes or no, for the amount of money, regardless of what the money is. And then final stuff is you pay and you get what you're looking for. So that's how you could do it. That takes a lot longer, but it's absolutely doable. Like with any other marketing channel, as you're thinking about expanding... Often, you need additional resources, and that is people resources and technology. You know, you might need an installation of a CRM, right? I, we use Pipedrive here, which is a $12 a month tool that helps us manage what phase of a relationship someone is in, in a pipeline format. You know, you can use technology to help stay organized and then start having multiple people manage the account. And that's one of the ways that you can offset some of the problems you're going to run into scale. At the end of the day, there's only so many hours in the day mm-hmm. and there's only so many influencers that are out there. So you run into scope and scale problems when you're trying to expand. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Talk to me about some of the other problems that brands have encountered as they're trying to expand their influencer outreach. Well, I mean, as they're going cold, one of the biggest issues is getting around the spam. You know, can spam, GDPR, CCPA. That's actually a significant problem. And that's why I think so much time and effort needs to go into vetting the people before you even send an email. Some of the other issues just come down to if you're approaching this truly cold, sometimes you get the wrong contact, even though you think you're getting the right contact, even off of LinkedIn, which is pretty good data. 
from there, like maybe you're just wasting a ton more time. I don't want to say it doesn't work as well because it doesn't. I'm struggling to try to phrase this properly for you. I find that a lot of brands that try to go the pure cold approach end up subscribing back with a bunch of different influencer networks because they get really frustrated with the process. And so they kind of have this cycle of frustration where they might join up. Maybe they found 50 people that worked really well with us, but they needed a thousand. Then they say, look, well, it's going to be too expensive to stay with a network for 50. We're going to go do it on our own. And then two months later, they join up again because they say, that was way too hard. People didn't respond or things got lost. It's harder to manage because now you no longer have a management system. You're just handling it ad hoc. You're dealing with thousands of emails. Unless you have a coordinated system, it just gets lost. When you think about the overall possibilities for influencer marketing as a channel, uh, you know it seems like SEO is one of those things that can really kind of scale almost infinitely. Performance marketing has its ROI ceilings. How high is the ceiling for influencer marketing in terms of the overall scope? Is this something that should be a mainstay in all enterprise brands' arsenal? Is it something that kind of maxes out with the growth stage brand? How big of a channel do you consider influencer marketing to be? Well, I define influencer marketing as having someone else tell your story for you. And therefore, it's word of mouth. And because of that, there's really no ceiling. I'm going to keynote at Digital Elite Day at the end of September, virtually from London. I don't get to visit pretty London. And my subject is actually going to be using influencer marketing on 51 different marketing channels. So I'm going to go through things like digital signage. How could you use influence for that? And it's really easy to talk about it from like a social sales or SEO. But if you think about it, you're seeing influencer marketing in television with celebrity endorsements. You're hearing about it on radio ads with maybe more localized celebrities or topical experts during a talk show. Influencers can be applied just about anywhere. I think it's just a facet that could be not necessarily bolted on, but melded into most mediums. You could use influencers on a brochure that sits in the doctor's office by appealing to authority and appealing to specific demographics. Let's say you're at a proctologist. I mean, that brochure... No, thanks. Yeah. You know, (laughs) hey, we're both getting up there in age. We're going to have to go in at some point for that that 50-year-old colonoscopy. I'm, I'm in my 30s for another 20 days. Okay. Well, I'm in my 40s. So ha. (laughs) But if you think about it though, you might see a brochure and it has the picture of the doctor. It's very authoritative. You are assigning expertise to that person because you're in their place of work. You open it up and it's pictures of people roughly your age. That is the buyer persona. You're looking and saying, I am the target here. Influencer marketing is used in all these concepts. We just don't think about it as influencer marketing. I guess maybe that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's a large channel. It's something that's becoming better understood by marketers. And I do think that the overlap between influencer marketing and SEOs is something that we should all be paying attention to. Joe, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you spending the week with us. It's been a pleasure and I hope it's not a full year before we get you back here. Thanks, Levin. All right. And that wraps up Influencer SEO Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Joe Sinkowitz. If you'd like to get in touch with Joe, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Cygnus SEO, C-Y-G-N-U-S-S-E-O. Or you can visit his company's website, which is Intellifluence.com. I-N-T-E-L-L-I-F-L-U-E-N-C-E.com. 
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you could always reach out over social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed soon. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 